Okay, now we came, come to the last uh, section of uh, Mahasatipatthana Sutta. The last section also is uh, subdivided into five. Uh, they are first hindrances, nevarana, then uh, aggregates, khanda, then uh, six senses, sensory objects, and uh, uh, fetters arising. And the fourth is Vajjhanga. Uh, uh, fifth is uh, the noble, Four Noble Truths. So it has been divided into five groups. The first one, Nevarana, uh, I think you all have uh, uh, used Nivarana in the Dhamma talks, explaining uh, Dhamma to people during retreats. And so I assume that you all have memorized them. I mean, they're very easy to remember, only five. And we might have repeated these five many, many times. Uh, so let us uh, go through this uh, quickly. The first is... Uh, is called Kama Chanda. Here uh, I repeat, I read one paragraph. Every paragraph is almost identical except first uh, line. Uh, here, there being sensual desire in him, uh, Bhikkhu understand there is sensual desire in me, or there being no sensual desire in him, he understand there is no sensual desire in me. And he also understands how there comes to be the arising of unarising sensual desire and he, and how there comes to be the abandoning of sensual desire, abandoning of arising sensual desire, and how there comes to be the future non-arising of abandoned sensual desire. These are the five stages. Five stages. Also easy to remember, when sensual desire is kama chanda, uh, means desire for sensual pleasure. Chanda means desire, kama means sensual pleasures. Uh, sensual pleasures means five, they are called sometimes kama guna five panchakāma-guna, seeing objects with eyes, hearing sound with ears, smelling smells with nose, tasting taste with the tongue, and touching physical, tangible objects. These are the five. The there is no actually six kama guna. Always uh, they are listed pancha kama guna. Five sensual pleasures. By mere thinking is not included. Why? Because when whether we when we see, hear, smell, taste, touch, 
all registered in the mind. Then mind keeps working. Uh, seeing uh, the passage says, Chakkuna rupang diswa nimittagahi anubhyanjanagahi meaning seeing objects with eyes, a person will take major characteristics of the person or object or whatever, uh, human, animal, or other uh, plant, trees and so forth and so on, taking general view is, is what is called uh, uh, Gyanjana uh, Gahi. That means seeing the general character. Then go into detail. That is called Anubhyanjana Gahi. That is going into details. All these are done in the mind, by the mind. And therefore, as we all know, mind is the controlling center or information center uh, which processes these things the objects that uh, we see with eyes. Similarly, ears, when you hear a sound, in the first place we recognize the sound, whether it is uh, male, female, animal, and so on, and then go into details, thinking, ah, female sound, this is very, very famous, uh, she, must, she must be beautiful. Uh, she must be uh, singing very often, that's why she may, may have trained very well, and so forth, go into all the details. Similarly, the smell. We smell something, and then uh, superficially we know that is uh, a smell of orange, smell of apple, a smell of curry, a smell of meat, a smell of vegetable smell of rice and so forth and so on, there are trillions of things to smell. And we first identify them and then go into details. Then when we go into details, then our mouth begins to water, thinking. The smell of ice cream, then we think of the ice cream that we have eaten yesterday, day before yesterday and so forth and so on, kind of ice cream. Smell. Similarly, taste. Uh, first we have general idea about taste and then go into details. Similarly, the touch. First we have superficially ordinary uh, touch and then begin to identify and go into details. All these are done in the mind, therefore mind is not included as the, uh, the source of sensual uh, desire. Because their mind also, although it is a door, about six, among six doors, it is one of the doors, but the mental process takes place after other doors bring in, brought information in it. That may be the reason why the sixth is not mentioned. And also, in Karma Loka, in uh, 
in the world where sensual pleasure is enjoyed. Uh, these are the uh, five uh, faculties that are used. Uh, for instance, we want to see something, we want to hear something, we want uh, to see, hear, smell and so forth, we go, we meet and so forth. For the mind to do any of these things, mind doesn't have to make a special trip because all the things are in the stored in the mind. That may be the reason. This is my speculations. There may be another explanation for not including mind as the source of sensual pleasure. So, uh, desire for sensual pleasure is all karma, uh, karma chanda. Chanda means desire, karma means sensual pleasure. Desire for sensual pleasure. <coughs> and then the second is, uh, now, when this sensual pleasure arises, I mean this desire for sensual pleasure arises, Remember, this is the mental training. Uh, this happens particularly during uh, meditation and, uh, and even out of, after meditation. Uh, Buddha especially uh, advised uh, monastic monks, nuns, to restrain their senses when they walk when they talk, when they hear, they should not let sensual pleasure dominate their mind. Seeing an object, minds, eyes, we, we should restrain our eyes not to let all the details, information bringing in to the mind to prevent the desire for sensual pressure from arising. So that we can do outside cushion, out of the cushion. But on the cushion, when this arises, that is the time we can go through these five stages. Other times, objects are so many, distractions are so many, it will be difficult. Once we train on the cushion, we take the training to the world. Okay? <clears throat> so on the cushion, or when sitting, meditation, suddenly sensual desire arises. When you sit on the cushion, there is no sensual desire at that time. So, it says, uh, there is sensual desire in me. Then, soon after you said, sensual desire arises. You are, you are not aware of it. All of a sudden it arises. That moment we become aware. This is sensual pleasure. Pleasure for desire for sensual pleasure, desire to see such and such, desire to hear such and such, desire to smell such and such, desire to taste such and such, 
decide to touch such and such, arise. It's very natural. Ah, do I sit here having a, you know, cup of coffee? I want to go and have a, you know, little sip of Coca-Cola. Like that, all of a sudden, that desire rises. Then we become mindful of it. Now it is here. Then, <coughs> oh, there being no sensual desire in him. At, actually, at the beginning there is no. So we don't worry about it. When it arises, there is the third stage. He understands, the, no, uh, he understands when it arises, uh, how comes to be the arising of unarisen sensual desire. It was not there before. After some few minutes, it arises. And then immediately become aware of it. And then, when it fades away, one becomes aware, ah, now it is gone. How can it go? <coughs> How can it leave the mind? It doesn't come very easy, it doesn't go as easily as it comes. Then what we have to do? Use our effort. Sangra Pradhana, Pahana Padana, Bhavana Padana, Anurakana Padana. These fourfold efforts we have to apply. Sangarapadhana, to restrain at the beginning, not to let it arise. In spite of our, remember the, the fourfold effort? You remember the fourfold effort? <coughs> what are the fourfold efforts? Hmm? What are they? Prevention. Prevention. Um, prevention. The second one is uh, <laughs> I just mentioned it. Yeah, prevention. Uh, overcoming. Overcoming. Uh, developing. Developing. And bringing to fruition. Yes, maintaining. Maintaining. Sustaining, maintaining. That is called anurakkana. Protecting, protecting. So these four four efforts we have to apply deliberately, mindfully to deal with this particular hindrance. Now that applies to other four as well. What are the other four? Ill will. When you sit to meditate, uh, there is no ill will. All of a sudden something happens. When there is no ill will, you just know. What is ill will? I, my uh, explanation is uh, our will becomes ill. <laughs> we have good, good will. Suddenly it becomes ill. When it becomes ill, 
we have to take medicine. This is the medicine. Fourfold effort. And the best medicine, of course, is metta. That we cannot practice all of a sudden when the mind is gripped with anger or hatred. At that time we cannot uh, apply it suddenly. So we have to apply this fourfold effort. Uh, and then uh, what you call dullness and uh, uh, what you call sloth and torpor. <coughs> Thena mid. Thena means hardness. The mind becomes stiff. Mid means drowsiness. Then these two come together. When stiffness is there, no flexibility, then drowsiness comes. These these two go together. (coughs) Then restlessness and worry. Ujjhacca and kukkucca. And the last is doubt. Uh, I think I mentioned doubt uh, several times in our Dhamma discussions. Uh, doubt has two kinds. One is wholesome doubt, other is unwholesome doubt. Wholesome doubt is doubt to ask questions, in, uh, inquisitive, uh, want to learn. Uh, and therefore, uh, for instance, we are having this discussion. If any doubt arises in the mind, you ask question to clarify, to get it, get the point clarified. And if the, if the point is clarified, because of the good intention, you ask the question in order, with the intention of learning. So when the doubt is clarified, you accept the explanation. Perhaps if there is more doubt, you ask further questions. That is considered uh, to be wholesome doubt. Unwholesome doubt is doubt just insatiable, cannot be satisfied. That is what is called skeptical doubt. Chronic skeptics, they never want to learn anything, keep uh, doubting, doubting. That is called unwholesome doubt. I think that much is... uh, and in the form of explanation of uh, five hindrances. They are called hindrances because they hinder, they uh, obstruct our way to attain jhanas. Uh, some of these uh, hindrances become fetters as well, but primarily these five gets in our way in order to prevent from attaining jhana, gaining concentration. All these are the obstacles for gaining concentration.
I think in our Sanyutta Nikaya discussion last time I mentioned, doubt cannot, uh, uh, I mean these five hindrances cannot be completely eliminated uh, so long as they have their roots. What are the roots? The fetters. 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 There are ten fetters. They are whole network of roots underground. These are the they are shoots coming out. So we cut them, but they can grow again, so long as the fetters are there. Okay, now five khandas. Uh, in Sanskrit they are called skanda. Second section, uh, second part of uh, Dhammanupasana. Uh, sometimes people might wonder why the Buddha selected only these five categories under Dhamma. Because uh, impermanence is Dhamma, unsatisfactoriness is Dhamma, selflessness is Dhamma, uh, nature is Dhamma. Uh, there are so many other uh, things uh, can come under the category of Dhamma. Uh, so some people use the word Dhamma mind object. Uh, going into all these other details, the Buddha selected particularly these five groups because These are the groups that uh, uh, one has to understand very clearly. When we understand these five groups, everything else we understand. Because if you talk about impermanence, these are impermanent. These five groups, each of them, is impermanent. Even Pojangas are impermanent. So, uh, the disappearance is unsatisfactory and so forth. Until we attain full enlightenment, all these factors are unsatisfactory. Uh, all these are, on the one hand, mental objects. All of them arise in our daily life. And all of them, some of them are beneficial, some of them are not, all are related to our own psychological, personal development. <coughs> Understanding them is uh, absolutely necessary for our uh, spiritual growth. Then the fourth category, the second category is Pancha Upadana Kandesu. Dhamma is Dhamma Nupasi Viharati Panchasu Upadana Kandesu. A bhikkhu dwells contemplating phenomena in phenomena in terms of the five aggregates subject to clinging. 
and how does Rabbi Kudwell contemplate phenomena in phenomena in terms of the five aggregates of the subjects to playing? Uh, It's very simple. Here Bhikkhu understands such is material form. Very simple. I mentioned yesterday what is, how to understand material form. Material form through the characteristics. Through their characteristics we understand. Such is origin, such is passing away, such is, so three stages. In the five, five hindrances, there are five stages for five aggregates of, uh, aggregate subject to clinging, three stages. What are the three? First we identify it. We identify the characteristic of five, the first aggregate called Rupa. Then we understand how Rupa arises. Now, <coughs> in meditation or any other time, how can we understand the way how Rupa arises? Does, have, does anybody have any idea how form arises? Uh, contact, uh, feeling arises through the contact, feeling. Now form, rupa, aharpakya, rupa, o tannapakya, rupa. Uh, ahar samadayo, rupa samadayo. That means there must be nourishment, nutriment for rupa to arise. If there are, you know, when we are lacking uh, nutriment, form slowly fade away. We know from our own personal experience, each and every one of us know, that if we don't take any food, in the form of liquidity or solidity, <coughs> this body slowly, slowly eats up. Finally it will eat up its own digestive tract, stomach. And a person will live about 28 days or maximum one month without any food because they are the the body keeps consuming, consuming, consuming everything until it comes to uh, comes to consume the digestive intestines because digestive juice keeps producing, producing, producing gas, bile, and uh, acid, and so forth. Keep producing. They need uh, nutrients. For, to consume. When they don't have, they start consuming the fat in the body. 
keep consuming, consuming, consuming. Eventually, fat cannot produce. Then the person have, will have final moment, the person will pass uh, excrement, large quantity, and then maybe a few hours later, die. Because everything builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up, and die. So that in order to keep this going, we have to have a material food, kabalinkara ahara food. So ahara samudayo, rupa samudayo. That is the, the formula to remember. So one knows because of food this form arises. Such is origin. And this food can become, uh, you know, there are four kind of material, uh, kind of foods. Uh, we mentioned one of all these four yesterday. Uh, material food, uh, uh, contact, uh, uh, thoughts, and uh, consciousness. And they have their own connection with the karma. So therefore, they all are connected. And therefore, not one single factor can produce uh, result. There, mu- there must be many, many factors coming together. That is how dependent origination teaching comes in. Such is material form, such its origin, <coughs> and such its passing away. Similarly, feeling, perceptions, volitional formations, and consciousness. You, ex- you said contact, due to contact, something arises. What arises? You always uh, you have your favorite uh, term, triple conjunction. 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 Triple conjunction. What are the triple conjunction? Uh, the, the initial um, the, uh, consciousness there, I'm going back, the consciousness arises due to the sense and the object. Yeah, these three. Right. Huh? Sensory ob- senses, sensory object, then consciousness, due to this triple-triple <laughs> conjunction. <laughs> Contact <laughs> Contact And then due to this uh, quadruple conjunction, feeling arises. <laughs> right? Yes, Bhante. Yeah. So Bhante, mm-hmm. when we're contemplating on Rupa, mm-hmm. so that's what we contemplate, that this body, this Rupa, is sustained on nutriment, mm-hmm. on solid foods. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't if it didn't have solid food, it would fade away, pass away, and mm-hmm. become nothing. Yeah. And solid and liquid, whatever mm-hmm. food in whatever form we take it mm-hmm. to uh, nourish, support, 
the form is food. And nama, with comes the nama, it consciousness, contact, and thoughts. Yeah, these are nama. It all sustains on those things. Mm-hmm. So feeling, so you know, this is how feeling arises. This is how it passes away. How it passes away? <coughs> Not having contact. It can be physical contact or mental contact. When we don't have contact of any sort, feeling does not arise. Uh, I wish we have time to discuss Mahanidana Sutta in all this more, in more detail. Then perception. Perception is called uh, uh, sanya. Uh, if you remember Chaitanya Sutta, or even here later on we will learn how Sanya arises. As soon as we have uh, contact, feeling, and then arises perception. Soon after feeling, the sense perceive the object. Something as soon as the, something we feel, as soon as we felt, immediately it recognize it, perceive it. So there is, when there is no feeling, no perception. So such is origin, such is passing away, then such are volitional formations. Uh, volitional formations uh, need uh, the material. Volitional formations is one thing that does not arise without any material for it to arise. Thought does not arise without something to think. Uh, no matter how much, how abstract our thinking is, even those so-called abstract thoughts have to have their basis, foundation, something to start, the nucleus. Uh, we cannot find out one particular thing, but there must be something always for the thought to arise. Thought doesn't arise in, in a vacuum. There must be something, even if it is, no matter what it is, abstract thinking. So that is, uh, that is how it arises. So we have to uh, understand how it arises. And when those uh, things are no longer there, uh, like uh, sign, uh, some kind of uh, indications, uh, some kind of language, uh, some kind of uh, uh, directions, if they are not there, thought thoughts don't arise. When those signs, directions, indications, language and all these fade away, thoughts disappear. That's what happened when you attain the Sanya Vedita Nirodha. Perceptions and feelings fades away. 
mind is almost blank. Just experience the peace without word. But that time the mind recognized etan santang, etan panitang, yaditan sabba sankhara samato. This is peace. This is pleasant. Why all sankharas are tranquil, faded away. Okay. That is how the formation, volitional formations, uh, we deal with them. Then we go to the next section. Ayatana. Again, because Bhikkhu, uh, Bhikkhu uh, dwells contemplating phenomena in phenomena in terms of the six internal and external sense bases. And how does the Bhikkhu dwell contemplating phenomena in phenomena in terms of the six exter- internal and external sense bases? Now, <coughs> both are called sense bases, internal sense bases and external sense bases. Normally we say external sense ob- objects, but here the, it's treated as sense base. For instance, I is a sense base. Visual objects are sense-based. Now, how does it, how does the bhikkhu contemplate on that? Here a bhikkhu understands the I, he understands the forms, he understands the fetter that arises dependent on both, and he also understands how there comes to be the arising of the unarisen fetter, and how there comes to be the abandoning of the arisen fetter, and he, and how there comes to be the future non-arising of the abandoned fetter. Now here again, five stages. First step is uh, recognizing the basis. I basis form base. And then the second stage is depending on these two a particular fetter arises. Third stage is he understand uh, unarisen fetter arisen. Fourth stage is uh, abandoning the arisen fetter. Fifth stage is understanding that abandoned fetter does not arise again. Now, in the, in the case of uh, hindrances, temporary, that, that is temporary, then hindrances fade 
particular hindrance fades away, during that particular practice of meditation or that particular stage of training, it does not arise. It is temporary. But fetters are not like that. How many fetters are there? Ten, Ten fetters. Okay. Huh? Would it be all right to turn that heat down? I think it's warm enough in here now. He's wasting heat. Because it, it comes on the heater. It's too really sure. I had the volume, uh, my vo- my voice volume like yours, big. That's part of old age. That's all. Yeah. <coughs> it's less noisy now. No, it's still on, but I've turned it down. It, it takes a while to... Yeah, register. Yeah, okay. Now, let us take one of the fetters. We have eyes, we have forms. When these two meet together, consciousness arises. Then contact arises. What is the contact? I contact the form. Then feeling arises. If the feeling, according to you see in Cheshakka Sutta, <coughs> if the feeling happens to be pleasant, what happens? Sukhang Vedanang Sukhaya Vedana we enjoy, we dwell in dwell in it and hold on to it, keep it. We try to keep it because it's a sense object is pleasant. Then what what kind of feta arises? Kamaraga. Kamaraga fetter rises. If the object turns out to be displeasing, unhappy, unpleasant, then what happened? Vyapada fetter rises. Ill will fetter rises. If the object is blurry, unclear, confusion arises. That is another fetter. Confusion is actually not a fetter as mentioned as more. It is called avijja, not knowing the the object very clearly. 
avijja can arise ignorance can arise so three factors can arise when eyes and visual objects are present not only that all the ten factors can arise one after the other or one of the, one of them or the other can arise there is no any particular uh, factor that is that arises specific, specifically at certain place any of these ten factors can arise now in sangatha nikaya buddha uh, explained the object is not the factor visual object is not the factor the simile buddha gave there is there are two uh, bulls one is white one is black and they are joined by a yoke so buddha asked is the black bull a fetter to the white bull or vice versa so what is the fetter yoke yoke that binds these two together that is the fetter now it is different from hindrances hindrances uh, can block the way you can remove them and move but fetter has taken it has anchored taken root removing uh, there is no temporary removal of fetters no temporary removal of fetters fetters have to be comp- uh, there are uh, there is one stage called sakadagami stage where you minimize uh, two fetters that means make them weak make them weak and move on once you weaken certain fetter it will never arise again it will never become strong again for instance when you attain the uh, sakadagami stage in my understanding it happens in two stages not right now right in one stage there are two fetters that are minimized greed and hatred minimized how much greed we we reduce 10% 20% not that way but the gross oozy dirty type of greed you know sometimes greed greed has so gross gross greed grabbing this grabbing that taking this taking that depriving others of everything and getting taking 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 that kind of greed gross part will be eliminated gross part will be eliminated in explanation text we say attenuate or weaken greed they say greed is weakened 
greed is weakening doesn't make much sense. But we divide that into two uh, layers, gross layer and subtle layer. We can, you know, people superficial, very polished, very much polite, neat, gentle, gentlemen, ladies. Because superficially they are polished. Just like a rock, you know, when it uh, rolls in water for years, from starting from the beginning of Mississippi in uh, in uh, Minnesota, Mississippi begins there. A rock you put there and keep rolling, 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 year after year after year after year after. When it comes to Alabama or Mississippi River mouth, that rock is very smooth, superficially, because rolling, 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 what I think. But it is rockiness, that hardness still is there. But superficially it is very smooth, very smooth. Similarly, when you attain Sankadagami, once return on stage, the gross part of greed would be eliminated. That smooth rock will not become rough again. It continues to be smooth. Similarly, hatred. Hatred also has two layers. Anger, two layers. Some people get angry but they don't do anything. But some people, when they get angry, they are so mean, so mean. They do all kind of nasty things, killing, maiming, so forth and so on. Removing that amount of hatred, gross part, is another fetter. Removing another fetter. So when we attain the Sakadagami stage, at once you remove uh, the gross part of greed, gross part of hatred to attain Sakadagami stage. Then what is left is subtle part of greed, subtle part of hatred, which are uh, eliminated at the attainment of what stage? Anagami stage. Anagami stage. So, what I want to mention is that <coughs> the particular fetter, when it arises, we understand if you are really at least little mindful, we understand this is gross greed, gross hatred. I must get rid of it. At least I must be polite. I must be nice. I should not uh, snap somebody. Suppose you make a mistake in front of all of us. Then I snap you and make you feel very bad, you know, telling you nasty things. I feel very bad. You feel very bad. So eventually I keep thinking, thinking, ah, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have. After a long time, I give up. 
the public reprimanding, public insulting, public nasty words, I stop. But anger is still in me. It is in me. But I keep to myself and keep thinking about it. So is the greed and so forth. Uh, then when it goes away, next time when you meditate, oh, I used to be very nasty before. Now I am not so nasty. Still anger is in me, but I am not nasty as before. Then you understand that fetter is gone, subtle fetter remains. And that is how we understand this, all this thing. Through the hearing, any of these fetters can arise. <coughs> and uh, we recognize them. And then when they fade away, we understand they are gone. And then we understand that particular fetter or that part of the fetter gone will never come back again. Never come back again. So this is the difference between dealing with fetters and dealing with hindrances. Hindrances we, we, we know will come back again and again and again. So now we have a break now and uh, come back after about Thank you.